into the online broadcast network. AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV. The destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! F-A-B-U-L-O-U-S Oh, we're doing the thing that I said that we shouldn't do? Bada bing, bada boom, realest hosts in the room. How you doing? This is the Breaking Ground After Show right here on AfterBuzz TV. I'm Kathy Kelly. Joining me, Mark Donica with the smooth moves. He's got to move them shoulders, Kathy Kelly. He's got to move them shoulders, <laughs> Kathy Kelly. Let me just adjust tight. that a little bit that. more. Yeah. Ah, it's fine. It, uh, helps work, it helps work out. Hi, I'm the Internet Soapbox Mark. You can follow me on Twitter, at Soapbox Mark. I'm in the chat and uh, talking to everybody who's here live. Talk, talk about this episode of Breaking Ground. You're not, you were in your NXT. I oh, am, yeah, uh, my Texas shirt. Texas. Did yeah. you go to that? No. It was on sale on Black <laughs> Friday for $7, so Ooh, I bought it. Fans. Super sale. Yup. Sitting next to Mark Donica, Bill Hansdog. Hi, everybody. Sunday Motel on Twitter. I'm not in the chat, but I'm sitting next to the guy who's in the chat. Yeah. So. Hobo yeah. is sick. Yeah. And Bill is an awesome person. We asked him to come back anyway. Well, I'm Hobo won't be, be joining here. us. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Taylor won't be joining us either. Something mm. is going around. He broke it yesterday. Losses. Yeah. He, or he broke it la- No, last week. He, he, he blew my mind that he was actually both of those people. Yeah. Freaks me out to this day. He's got of, the plague. Speaking of sweet shirts and big sales, uh, sadly, my Boxcar Club shirt has not arrived it's yet. But... Weird. It comes really quick, usually. Well. Not for me. <laughs> well, that's fair enough. Weekends and such. It's taking a boxcar to get It's to not you. taking ground. It's breaking ground. Well, we're Bada boom. here to talk about <laughs> breaking ground. How you doing? Um, let's talk about this episode. I got a lot of tweets this week about how this was the best episode of Breaking Ground. And I feel like we say that every <laughs> single week. You don't think I so? I don't think it was I don't the think best so either. Okay. <laughs> but uh, I, did, I did greatly enjoy it yet mm-hmm. again. But I, I, I did not... There was one segment in particular that I felt didn't really need to be there, but we'll, I'm sure we'll go through it. It was like a kick to the head? No, not oh. that part. Oh, that, that was very was necessary. That part was fine. Because Carmella was one of the focuses of the episode. Yeah. Well, what I've noticed that they do a lot is that all of their advertisement like sort of builds around one thing every week, and then that thing ends up being like the last, the last thing, thing that's actually for the next week. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of uh, TV 101. <laughs> yeah. It's called the bait and switch. Or in wrestling parlance, the swerve. That's a, we got swerved. I thought that show got canceled. That swerved was good. Swerved was I like. I, I liked genuinely believe that swerve was just canceled, um, and they're going to bring it back for another season. But they just don't want to tell anyone because people will be on there. I think on the it was. For. I think it was canceled in the sense of this costs a lot more money than we expected, <laughs> and also it gets like harder and harder to actually like prank people backstage yeah. once you've done it a few times. Well, that's yeah. why I was saying it's canceled, so right, people right. think that it's not actually <laughs> happening anymore. They should and do then... a special breaking ground swerved. Like a special NXT edition of Swerved. Oh. They'll never say Breaking Ground is Swerved. Oh. Everybody's going to come out and like take a bow at the end of the first season. <laughs> like, no, we're not these people at all. <laughs> Baron Corbin comes out with glasses and like 
Sense and Sensibility. He's like, I Apo- actually really like everyone. <laughs> Apollo, Apollo Crews comes out and he's like, I'm, I'm really Seisu Uha and I'm not happy at all. Yeah. <laughs> this bothers me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> he's just happy to be here. He's just happy. Apollo um, Crews. I want to ask you guys and the people at home mm. what you were more surprised to learn in the episode that Carmela and Cass were dating or that Corbin loves shrunken heads. <laughs> yeah, I was probably the most su- surprised by like Baron Corbin's like fascination with like the occult <laughs> and like oh I've been going to like uh, ghost ghost areas since I was twelve. Yeah, like, I think he just went to like hot like. Carnival haunted houses. It's like, like, oh, cool, a cat skeleton. Let me buy that. Baron, you're weird. Only yeah. five hundred dollars. Yeah, he went from being a jerk to just weird. <laughs> well, I think that they actually did like touch on Carmela and Cass dating in a previous episode. Which they they like, alluded yeah. to it, yeah, Is definitely. Like when they went shopping for cowboy hats and boots down at Texas, yes. which I didn't attend. But you but, can also go shopping with your guy friends and it not mean anything. You can, but but yeah. there was there was some texts. definite like. You look sexy in that, you know, sort of, you know. Bada boom. Which is what I told him about his <laughs> NXT shirt uh, before we came in. Aww. You told him he looks sexy in that shirt? Yeah. With those exact words. I said, shake it, don't break it. <laughs> That's great. Uh, we got a couple people, or they call me Ronnie D in chat. Corbin by far. Dude's a straight up weirdo. <laughs> It's it's pretty odd, but then like when you get the the preview of like the ghost house thing, and then they they get in there, like they actually get into the sanitarium, and he's just like, oh, I got bad feelings about this. Or I want to go in here, but I don't. And he's like clearly kind of friends with JJ in that situation. Right. It like the perceptions that we're getting from whatever questions they're asking him <laughs> in like the the side room. What what is that actually called? I. I mean, I usually call them ITMs. They're in the moment. In the, okay. Yeah. So, so when when they're at the in the ITMs, they have uh, loaded questions. It's like an ATM <laughs> right. machine. Yeah. Don't do it. Pin number. Don't do it. Um, uh, ITM moments uh, where it it seems like ITM those questions. Moments. I just did what you did. Uh, it's uh they have a lot more loaded questions, and it doesn't. Yeah. And in this episode, it didn't really match what was going on. I mean, yeah. that's just a reality TV producer thing yeah. that they do. They'll ask you the same question six different ways until you respond the way that best fits their storyline. Right. So, All right. But I, the most shocking thing of the entire episode, and I want to make sure that I don't forget to talk about it because it's the thing I'm most excited to talk about. Yes. Is that Jason Jordan makes the worst looking omelet I've ever seen. <laughs> that was an I omelet. I saw you tweet that. It was abysmal. <laughs> I think it was. It was. It was a. It was at least a scramble, but I think it was an attempt at being. I thought an it was omelet. a hash. It was just a bunch of eggs and then like sausage, like yeah, like sausage that he had broken up with his hands. See, That's the thing about omelets, but, but, omelet. like, but okay, it looks like a scramble once you eat it, right. anyways. If so. it was a scramble, though, he was cooking it in the world's smallest skillet with a butter knife. It it was just, uh, it was sad looking, and it was in a skillet this big, and he was like flipping it with a butter knife. That just reminds me of every guy I went to college with. Well, now I want a side cooking series with JJ called Breaking Eggs. (laughs) I pulled a you, Kathy Kelly, be proud. If you want to make an NXT superstar. You got yolks. You have to break some ground. Anyways, Are you um, calling me chicken? She's really shelling out the puns. Ah, keeping them going. 
Um, so we start off this episode on more of a somber note, though, as we ended last week's episode. Several people get raises, including um, Jason Jordan, um, Apollo Crews, Apollo Crews, I want to call him and Nia Jax. Yes. But unfortunately, Cal Bishop gets cut, and uh, we see the full. Um, video of that with Canyon in the room and explaining the situation and you can just tell how loved he was by his fellow NXTers Naya was even saying she's like it's so hard to be happy getting this raise and being successful when one of your family members is is cut Mm. yeah uh, but I do like how they presented Bishop's departure, mm-hmm. like they they didn't say this this doesn't have to be it. If he shows that he can, and it, they still kept it kind of corporate, but the fact that it was if he goes and improves himself and shows that he's not like an injury magnet and really improves himself and and can show us that he is an asset to this company, he'll be invited back. Well, this is the first time we've obviously everyone knows this of like people get cut and they said it. Canyon even said. If he makes himself valuable again. Yeah. So this is a company where, yes, it's a person, but it's also this is their opportunity to make money as they Mm -hmm. make money off of personalities. Mm -hmm. So they unfortunately didn't see him as that. Um, It sucks. And um, he seems like he's doing well. I think I saw a report yesterday that he's training for the Olympics, actually. Mm -hmm. So... Um, props to him, and In you what, can tell. Powerlifting or uh, no wrestling? Wrestling, oh, wow. yeah. yeah. So the fact that he's out there, I think, proves that he's still passionate about it. And even on the episode, just we saw him crying about it. So yeah. he loves this industry and yeah. wishing the best to him. And he got a nice little like talking head like exit mm-hmm. exit interview where he was like, "I'm gonna." Do my best to be back. Yeah, and, and I wouldn't even, be. So, I wouldn't rule out them like bringing him back, like as a train, like an assistant trainer or something in NXT. Especially if he makes it in the Olympics. <laughs> yes. No, seriously. No, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. then he has that, that extra. Value, yeah. yeah, he gets extra experience. Yeah. Um. I mean, even Canyon said when he was getting released, he was saying this is nothing personal at all. Like you are cared about by everyone here. Everyone loves you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you could see everyone, when they were saying goodbye, walking them out, Matt Bloom, um, the other trainer that was there. They couldn't see, couldn't get an ID on them. Yeah. Might have been Billy Gunn. I don't think it was Billy Gunn. No. No, just in general, because like, the last week in the meeting, he was kind of like, he was there, but they didn't show him talking or anything, so they might be just, at least a little bit, trying to be like, yeah, Billy, he, you know, he was here, but... <laughs> Well, I, I, take noticed, away focus. I noticed that Solomon Crow is still in the uh, opening credits of Breaking Ground, and I usually, mean, he, and usually, like WWE is like pretty, pretty like um, quick to like pull someone out of. Well, that's also because it's it's not WWE producing right. it; it's a it's separate production company. Yeah. And he left on good terms. Mm-hmm. And I figure, if anything, this they, will be part of the storyline. It might be part of a storyline. So until he's gone from Breaking Ground, yeah. we'll still see him in the background too. Yeah, I mean, he didn't get a. No, he he got a name card in the in the episode where they were playing video games, very realistically. So uh, yeah, I I think we'll see him again. Yeah, um, we get an inside look to Baymella, the best friendship between Carmella and Bailey. They're so great. They're so. Cute. I love Carmella's uh, invisible string lip routine. <laughs> <laughs> 
It, I mean, it like, was wonderful. This is just one of he those hates things. Friendship. Obviously, I don't hate she friendship. Is, I she has so bit. much personality as Carmela, but this just added another layer to it of her just being a complete dork, and I yeah. love it. Yeah, it's really, really, really great. Uh, it was a lot of fun to. Because, you know, for so many NXT fans and so many wrestling fans, they just view Carmella as, like, the third Enzo and cast to come along. And, like, her whole gimmick is, like, she does what they do, what they already, like, made popular. Mm -hmm. So it's nice to see that she has, like, what I consider to be, like, a really likable personality. And, I mean, like, her dad's a wrestler. Yeah. Like, she's, like, a second-generation wrestler. And and she's obviously got talent. And she's got she's got a personality and she's likable it's just that same it's that same thing of like what the one of the biggest reasons that makes like Total Divas my favorite show in the world is that like you get to spend time with these people as you know like 60 to 90 percent of actual people of who they are and then you're like I could be friends with this person I want to be friends with this person do you think that you're friends with Carmela? no no I don't <laughs> think that I am I think that I would I would be. love to yeah. be friends with Carmela yeah, yeah. Huh, that's a cool way to put it. Bailey, I, I like, Bailey well, tweeted like, me that like, we would be really good friends, so yeah, my every, life is pretty much complete. Oh, I'm so jealous. <laughs> uh, every like every person on Total Divas, I'm, like every single person, I'm like, I I want to be friends with them. I mean, a couple of them are, are out here and shoot out here. We had, <clears throat> excuse me, Whoa. we had uh, both Cameron and Eva Marie uh, in the studios, yeah, I saw respectively. That. I saw that. Pretty I saw great. Those things. Yep. Emery was she was really nice. She yeah, is really nice. She, she's, she's a nice lady. I've gotten to talk to her before, but anyway. And if, humble, we're not talking about humble brag. Humble brag. Oh, a lot. Humble brag segment over. Very much, oh, are you kidding? There's, we're just getting this started. The whole show is humble. Um, Texas shirt. But uh, we <laughs> did you know? I know Kathy Kelly. Did you? That's pretty crazy. She's. I mean, Do sometimes her jokes. Up that name you just dropped. Oh snap! It's your own name though. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> uh this and and seeing everybody at like house shows and stuff like when they're really working and having fun and mm -hmm. doing that development that we don't see on TV helped me like Carmela a little bit more in the way that you mentioned yeah, yeah, yeah. so i i i can see her yeah, development I think, like i think that all of breaking ground is just serving to like get to know people as like human beings mm -hmm. and that you get more invested in honestly them. that to me is the problem with the main roster versus NXT yep. is in NXT we get to see their personalities we get to see their characters develop and not just their characters on the show but we get to see these behind the scenes packages right. of their actual life and why they're so passionate about the industry yep. in this day and age like I think people are so drawn to authenticity like that's why YouTube stars are actual celebrities now is yeah. because we're drawn to like being let into someone's actual life someone sharing actual opinions as opposed to just reading yeah. scripted words and that's what you yeah. get on the main roster and is this... the scripted promos whereas in NXT it's actual people yeah. that we're investing time in but more than that the reason why Breaking Ground works so well the reason why Total Divas works so well is because there's never been any group of people more suited to reality television than professional wrestlers because they've all spent at least a portion of their lives dedicated to like living as this character mm -hmm. that they're trying to present. They so, all have really interesting yeah. lives too like what crazy person would want to be a professional wrestler right. except for like right. all of anyone that watches wrestling. Yeah. But it really speaks to like I think Breaking Ground's gonna like wow. I mean people already love NXT so much so like Breaking Ground's sort of a no brainer to like yeah. get to know these people better but I think that, like, every ass... Like, the, the WWE wrestlers that pop up on Total Divas, like Titus O'Neil, John Cena, Dolph Ziggler, Brian Danielson, 
they get to be more beloved by wrestling fans that happen to watch Total Divas yeah. because it's like, oh, here's these people as real people. Mm. And I like it speaks to the overwhelming like success of Total Divas that like so many people that watch it, like so many people that watch it have never watched wrestling before, are not wrestling fans, and they just get yeah. into it. I think it also makes you that much more sympathetic to what they're going through yeah, of like absolutely. oh, it's not just that you tape a TV show for three hours a week. It's that you have to do all these press things and you yeah. have to like there's so much seeing on Breaking Ground tonight, they had a fourteen hour travel day before mm-hmm. they had to work. Mm-hmm. Like that that is so taxing and draining. And then you have to get in the ring and like Fight like that's yeah. difficult, but I think that all of these packages from Total Divas, uh, Breaking Ground, the uh, the Demon package that we saw of Finn Balor, the E60 specials that we saw, the Apollo um, Cruise package with everyone, yeah. all of those things Even just swerved. add another layer to yeah, yeah, you get to see their personalities, and I think it, it makes Renee you that Young's much more invested. On... I just watched the Unfiltered with uh, Kevin Owens, yeah, like, and <laughs> most of the show was talking about him being a bad Canadian, loving zoos, beer, right? yeah. and uh, and how much he loves his family. So good. Just that's that and and him being a troll on Twitter. Yeah. Like that's that's the stuff that's great that the network is great for. I love that show so much, but I also hate it at the same time because I want more of it. Right. It's so short. That it's like and you it, it like hasn't Superstar, been on in like, like Superstar Inc. Yeah. Is, that I mean, was really cool. Yeah. I like yeah. It. Um, table for three, yeah. all their all stuff. Of, all of the WWE Network just has quality you programming. WWE Network for nine ninety nine. Don't buy it on pay per view for fifty four. It's cool. But you were talking about the fourteen hour travel day. That's the next thing you wanted to talk about yeah. about this episode. I loved it so much. It was so adorable that all of them are traveling in one group wearing like matching NXT. Well, that's they what they do. do. Yeah. No, I know yeah. that's what they do, but that's not what WWE forget, wrestlers do. I forget who I've talked to though before where they say like people will ask them in the airports who aren't yeah. wrestling fans will be like, are you guys a basketball right. team? Like a co-ed <laughs> basketball team or co-ed something? Basketball and they're team. like, yep, that's yeah. what we are. We dribble the balls and stuff <laughs> on the court. Like they have no idea what they're talking about, but they just will talk to people because yeah. it's fun. You it's know, just it great. It's just great to see it mm-hmm. because we know that's how NXT travels. But it's great to be able to see it because that's not at all how WWE superstars travel or divas. They all they're responsible for their own, own travel. Yeah, they all arrange their own travel. And, if you and, think about it, they're a walking billboard if they're doing that. And even in all of the other uh, Breaking Ground episodes that we've seen to date. It's just duos traveling in cars from one show to another within Florida. Well, we saw it a little bit in the Texas episode. A little bit, but we never saw, like, the whole... The whole day, yeah. ...crew. Like, even Robbie Brookside and Albert, like, sitting in chairs, like, yeah. sipping Starbucks and their <laughs> NXT windbreakers, you know? Life goal, that Tracks windbreaker. Seats. I just love all these kids so much. They're all great. They're yeah, great kids. Yeah. <laughs> um... I mean, that could be a branding thing, too. They could just start selling those on WWEshop.com. I'm shocked they don't. But, like, make them super expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Dress like the NXT. Full tracksuits. <laughs> but the danger is, so like... So you can, you can go to yeah, do the, the day in the performance center in your NXT tracksuit. Or, no, but then you don't make it the exact same thing. Yeah. You know? Right. You'll you, do, like, NXT on the butt, like the juicy sweatpants. <laughs> yes. Velour. A velour suit. This is NXT and, like... Pink. You uh, look rhinestone. fabulous. <laughs> Needs to get made. Anyways, uh, let's talk about uh, one of the newest arrivals at NXT. Awesome. Love Preet. Love Preet. He is from India, scouted by Canyon Seaman, and just so happy to be there. Mm-hmm. What'd you think of his introduction? 
I thought it was awesome. I thought it was really cool to see that footage of William Regal, like, in a little, like, uh, palanquin almost, like, just in his little, like, royal seating area under mm-hmm. a, a, a canopy, like, watching these guys wrestle in a pit. <laughs> that's that's OG Indian wrestling. Yeah, 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 it's awesome. It's just great to see, like, Canyon Seaman was talking about how he spends 100 days a year scouting, and it's great to just have footage of them, like, out in... In, in India just like yeah. watching people and it really shows like the dedication that WWE and NXT goes to to like find new talent this is the the most we've gotten to see as fans of an inside look into what Canyon looks for in mm-hmm. when he's scouting talent because he talked about it's not just about finding wrestlers that already know how to wrestle it's he goes to rugby events he goes to like and Other listed off events. several yeah. different the sporting Olympics. events the Olympics okay. all these things um which for him, I think he has a volleyball background. Yeah, so, he does. yeah, he <laughs> he looks like he has a volleyball background. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that you know you're so passionate about sports and then you get to bring it into your workplace is probably super fun. I I like how global we're legitimately getting. Like it's not just oh yeah we're a global company we got a British guy. Like no, it's it's actual global wrestling and and from a business perspective, India is a huge market. Huge market that loves professional wrestling. Yeah. And uh, a billion people? And maybe they're not all wrestling fans, but that would, I mean, imagine all of those people, just a billion people. Uh, let's let's say average, just a random average American, uh, like four people per household. Uh, so times $10 or the equivalent or the Indian equivalent of $10 for, for the network. Well, that's, that's why. That's amazing. Yeah. That's why Kali was. No, he's instrumental. Like, that's so what, yeah. yeah. If if anything, I think they're they're using. He recently opened up a school, and they're using his. They I think they used his school or where they train to do the open call. Right, and it it, it cemented itself even more so when he did his promo because I was worried seeing all of the like the foreign talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, so I miss me some Sylvester Lafour. I yeah. I love that guy, <laughs> um, but him going like. English, it's not my first yeah, language. Really cool. and, yeah. and he's seeing all of that, and obviously, like a kind of a cut and paste put together bit, but that, that bit alone made me go, I want to see more of this guy yeah. and where he comes yeah. from. It was funny because at first, when they were introducing him, I was like, he doesn't seem that confident, or like, I don't know, he just didn't have that quality that I was like, oh yeah, he's definitely going to be a star. And then we saw him in promo class, I was like, He's really confident when he speaks, and English is not his first language. I can't even speak. Well, that that's well. why because yeah. when when English isn't your first language, it takes you think of the words in your language, and then you have to translate them at the same time. So uptick, and then being talked to in English, you have to take in the word, translate it back to your original language, think of your original language, translate it back into English to say it out again. If I so were despite to do, all of that. If I were to do a promo in Spanish, I would probably like, Kill no. it! Oh. Okay. No. <laughs> I thought you were pretty good with your Spanish. Nope. No. <laughs> Only took it for 12 years, but... But the, 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 the unfortunate thing about um, their international recruiting and since the late 90s, you know, since they had, like, they've always, since the early 90s, they've always been, WWE's always been truly, like, a global, you know, business. Mm-hmm. They have... The World Wrestling... Right. Yeah. The but League have, of Nations! <laughs> no, but they have such enormous popularity everywhere mm-hmm. in the world, and since the late 90s, they've really been trying... I mean, now to they capitalize have, on that. Now they have an be. apparatus in place to, like, 
fully scout the whole world and try and bring people into the performance center. Like the performance center is such a vital part of like trying to create truly international stars. I think it's freaking awesome that they have people from Australia yeah. and the UK and just all over the place. Yeah, but they like the the only issue is that like in WWE and and we've seen this especially since people have been getting injured is there even though there's so much programming every week there's five hours on prime time even though there's so much programming there's still only so much time you can dedicate to each person yeah to people so like quote unquote that's but that's the trick is like can't like do american audiences who are notoriously fickle especially the live crowds have the patience and the tolerance for spending the time to get a, a wide swath of like international stars. No, and I think over. that's that's also why you need to have um, these packages that are on the network and on demand or on YouTube and on demand. Um, because I think, I mean, like personally, as a, a fan, I know more about Finn Balor from the you know thirty minute thing that they did. In, and he's been with the company for a year now than I do about Dolph Ziggler, and I've been watching him for five <laughs> years on TV. He was a caddy once. Dolph for, Ziggler? Yeah, for Chavo Guerrero. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Kerwin White. That's <laughs> random. But if if you dedicated even, you know, three or five minutes to each of those guys on the main roster and you made that stuff available, sure. I think that fans would care, you know, whether they're heel or face or you don't really know or they have no storyline, fans would care um, about those individual people and they would right. be able to, I think they need to help these people build their individual fan bases so right. they can have a better product overall. I agree with that. And on NXT, we get the, not like even just the, the 20 second ones where if somebody's not on that week like if Becky Lynch had like a couple of weeks in between where she was wrestling we would get a little a little 20 second blurb to remind you this is Becky Lynch this is what yeah. she's about if you're a new viewer boom it's like sorry last thing it's what Stanley used to say treat every comic book like it's somebody's first yeah and you got to do that for for episodes and with these characters two things um first off Sam Roberts on his podcast this week said that one of the reasons why Raw is um not f- tanking. Well, they treat every week like they're new fans on board, and so yeah. that's why they they introduce things again. And it's really hard to um, get people over because they're introducing them to the fan base every single week, essentially. Mm-hmm. But it goes back to what Baron Corbin said in Breaking Ground in this episode, where he has to, and every single person on the roster has to convey exactly who they are every time they step out into an arena. Mm-hmm. Every time they are out in the ring, they have to show exactly what emotions are going through. And as we've talked about in the past um, on this show and on our NXT after show, it's so much harder for um, NFL players especially to convey that because they've been taught to conceal those emotions. Conceal, don't feel. Yeah. But Carbon just needs to let it go. Let it go. Yeah, was the joke, yes. <laughs> if, but if what you're saying about, about Raw or what's, excuse me, what Mr. Sam Roberts said about Raw is, is entirely true and I know I just made that point but it's not the responsibility of the writers to do that. No. I think that's that's something that the talent it's, has to do the in their performance. The talent has to do, but they also have to be given a certain amount of time. Agreed. But the commentators like and and also feel free to do that because yes. I think a lot of people are worried that if they mess up or they try something different and it doesn't work, their job is completely in jeopardy. Case in point New Day. 
You know, there's some there are guys who just started slowly creeping in the right thing, and it started working, and now they've got how much mer- weird merchandise <laughs> that WWE has never had before, but they're sold out of constantly. Yeah. yeah. We could go on we really could. this subject I, for hours. Love Preet. Um, I love me some Love Preet. Yeah. I'm excited to see where he goes. Surprised, uh, a good surprise with him, I think, for me. Um, but... Uh, we get to see the Louder Than Life Music Festival, which was one of the first uh, trips that they took with NXT. Of course, they had the Texas trip. Um, they're starting to go on the road more, and it looks like a lot more in 2016. But the Louder Than Life Festival, it's rainy and muddy. Everyone has to get some new shoes. Mm-hmm. Sweet shoes. Jason Jordan decides to go with the Catapults. Mm-hmm. A.K.A. knockoffs of Air Jordans. This is the second time that Jason Jordan's worn really awesome cheap shoes on the show. He wore Starberries in a previous episode, which... <laughs> previous, I'm just glad you know the brand. Well, they previously retailed for 15 bucks. They were St- St- uh, Stefan Marbury's... Oh, uh, that's right. Uh, ...shoes, and they were so, so just... Crazy looking, you know. Well, I like how we put it for these. It's like I'm never gonna wear these shoes again. Yeah. We're walking through Dude, the mud. Dude, you just got a, a yeah. raise. And we got, we got like, we got Enzo's like only line in Breaking Ground today. He's like, I got some steel toes for your nose, kicking your nose. Yeah. <laughs> those don't look like steel toes. You lied. I got some chucks. Whoa, are those the new Converse? The ones that are comfortable? Oh, I, no, I mean they're, they're super comfortable. Yeah, no, they re- actually have Converse. like padding in the. They recently made new Converse that know. are that are comfortable. I like them. I like shoes. Shoes are pretty great. I wear them on my feet. <laughs> I'm wearing sandals right now. They're cheap and I'm worth it. Are you really wearing sandals? I'm wearing sandals right oh, now. Oh my goodness! What it's kind okay. of shoes are you wearing? I'm wearing the new CP39. Ooh, the show got a lot sexier. Talking about people's. Show them for the camera. Shoes. <laughs> If you can. Here, let me move it. No, that's a wide shot right there. Look at that. Ooh. Whoa. Ooh, Jordans. Ooh. Look at these shoes. Jason Jordans. Ooh. Jason, Jason Jordans. Jason Jordans. <laughs> Jason's Jordans. Um, Brewster's Millions. Anything else you guys want to mention from the Louder yeah, Than Life Festival? Yeah, I wanted to okay. mention that they perfectly encapsulated the Louder Than Life Festival in two shots. <laughs> when it showed... <laughs> when it showed like the two screens with a Triple H behind a desk going, Are you ready? Mm-hmm. And like in full Triple H voice, and then cut to the crowd like tepidly, like, yeah. Well, it's such a weird situation because no, you have you have people that are diehard wrestling fans yeah. there, and then you have people that have never that's what watched saying. wrestling in yeah. their life, so what, they're being no, introduced they, to a product that's not like their main product. Yeah, it's that's very exactly bizarre. what the Louder yeah. Than Life Festival is going to be like, yeah. and I thought they did a great job capturing <laughs> they, like, what the actual atmosphere well, is. They locked off that shot at the wrong place. Honestly, <laughs> I think that this is such an incredible opportunity, mm-hmm. not just for NXT in general to be you know be exposed to more people but for wrestlers to try to get over in an audience where not many people know them because they're so used NXT is so used to having this diehard fan base where they have people that travel to every single show that they have in Florida they have you know full sale university that crowd who knows every single word to every single promo for and better then or for worse to go to a festival where you're not the the main event and a lot of people don't know you. They're even doing 
trivia like oh who is this person and then a silhouette of the person that it's so obviously that I don't know if you this saw is that, but this it was is bad. live event it's like training. when you go to a when you go to a movie and it's like who famously co-starred with a volleyball in two thousand three's Castaway? That was Autumn Shank. He's a very good. <laughs> right. That's a no, no, no. Brilliant. Uh, this this is live event training because live events are are the the cheaper shows where people go. Oh, let's go let's go see a wrestling show, whether they know the product or not. It's like, hey, I used to watch wrestling. It's in the area. You guys want to go and have a good time? That's the last live event I went to was that. It was yeah. an old boss of mine going, hey, you like wrestling? And tickets are twenty bucks. You want to go? So that's. And those audiences aren't the hottest because you don't have to be live for TV because people people aren't there to be on TV. People yeah. are there to see wrestling. So yeah. this is and good also, to try to convert that. And crowd. also the wrestlers aren't there to be on TV. Exactly. They're, they're so they, there to have they fun. They can try new they're things. They're there for the yeah. Miz and the Usos to have dance contests. Yeah. So great. Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> Watching Miz Stanky Leg is something I'll never get out of my... That sounds awesome. You weren't there. <laughs> you scarred forever. Um, at the Louder Than Life Festival, Bailey actually gets the opportunity to produce a match between Eva Marie and Alexa Bliss, which sounds like she did really well with. Yeah. I don't think you can give too... It's better to give... She she was worried that she said too much to them. Yeah. It's better to give too many notes than too little, because if you forget a couple of the too many, you still kind of even out. But if you for, if you're like, hey, you know, you guys will be fine, just do a couple arm locks, a rest hold, whatever, try for your finish or miss, and then, you know, you know, just a nice nice 20-minute match. You know, so, something like really vague. I, I'm really curious to, you know, how the the more green wrestlers learn how to put together a match. Like, or mm-hmm. if they're told down at NXT, like, is is Eva Marie told what she should be doing during the matches or is she coming up with that um, with whoever she's wrestling against versus, you know, at indie shows, obviously, like, there are guys just in the back putting yeah. it all together. Right. But I- they have producers there to essentially either do that for them or help them out with it. I think it's a combination of the two. It's yeah. the people, it's Here's the story we're trying to tell with the match. How do you guys want to try to convey that story? And then guiding them along what mm-hmm. the end result should be. Mm-hmm. Well, because that, I mean, it, it can hurt you and it can help you, especially if you're new, having someone tell you too much. Because mm-hmm. then if something does go wrong, how do you improvise? Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's, you know, the one of the main reasons why the Performance Center is there and exists is so that they can have people for however long it takes to just like put together like the most rudimentary match just for themselves you know like and we're uh, we saw some clips of that on the you know coming up next week breaking ground what's his name the italian football guy savvy savvy he's uh, he's gonna be doing one of those like just in the performance center mm-hmm. matches like an exhibition match for his yeah. you know trainers next week so that's basically like they have they have the perfect like safety net if like Let's put together a rudimentary match just so you can understand how a match flows, and they can do that again. They can do that every day for months mm-hmm. until they understand how to tell a story in the ring using just snapmares and headlocks, and then they can go on to you know. Those are those house show matches, dude. Um, but and and that gives you real experience as opposed to um, okay, you're good in training, and now here go off to a show, right. and that's where the center benefits more than a like an indie show. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Where it's like, all right, kid, you, here you go. You're going to take a couple of couple of hits, a finisher, and you're done. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> we definitely need to touch on uh, Nashville. They went to Nashville the night mm-hmm. after Louder Than Life, and this is where 
Um, Eva Marie and Carmella have a match. Carmella um, is lying on the ring apron, ready for Eva Marie to kick her, and Eva Marie gets way too close, ends up giving her a concussion. And that's how we ended. Well, episode. we don't know that it was a concussion oh, yet. I well, I mean, we do. We do. Yeah. And that was a really sad thing to not report because our NXT fans love when we talk about Eva Marie. Um, but it 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 is. It, it's those things happen yeah. no matter who you yeah. are no matter how experienced or unex- inexperienced you are those things happen and it, it was it could have happened to a nicer person one of uh, one of the things that was happening and, and we won't really know the full story because they didn't actually deal with this full story this week we won't know until next week and how they present it like the uh, Chad Gable ankle injury that was so devastating. Oh, yeah. Um, there were a lot of people claiming that uh, when the trailer for this current episode dropped, there were a lot of people who rushed to social media and to the internet to be like, oh, so that whole Eva kicking Carmella in the head thing was a work for breaking ground. No. No. No, no I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I understand that. But that's... <laughs> no, that wasn't a no to you. It was just a general, like, to life. I that's, think the they, mind, that's the mindset of a lot of people who are aware of Breaking Ground right now. Is that people... With, is that, you know, people thought that the whole, like, uh, Devin getting fired no, thing no, no. was... Okay, so <laughs> with with Breaking Ground, I do believe that they they time things differently and bringing up people right. in, and, on certain days do, or releasing people stuff, on certain days. And they do stuff like have Ty- Tyler Breeze and Ty Dillinger go under a bridge and look at bats or they have everyone yeah. inexplicably go to a haunted house. Like, that's, that's Although, the... Although, no, no, no. Because on when they're touring, they do they do local no, I, I get it, but yeah. that segment so thoroughly reeked of like... Reality TV. This is, a, this is the reality TV thing. Like, I don't really buy... Like... I buy that they would do that, but mm-hmm. just, like, the way that it was edited together yeah. or the way everyone was acting, like, that was so, like, I felt that that segment was so discordant with what we've seen from Breaking Ground so but, far. But that's the sort of stuff that I buy of, like, the, this is what they're playing up this stuff is for one reality of the, TV. the more realer reality shows yeah. and Total Divas, I wouldn't put it past them faking an injury for... Um, television sake, but with Breaking Ground, I don't believe that they would do that. I would they? I would they? Would they write write it to make it sound worse than it is? Yeah. Yes, maybe. Like as they yeah. did with Chad Gables, but the dirt sheets and whoever released the that Carmella had a concussion a month or two ago, however long ago that was, they wouldn't exaggerate. Right. That. No. 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 I know. Yeah, it, it's well. Hopefully, they make it a serious issue, especially with the concussion movie coming out with Will Smith that that just came out a couple weeks ago. So, like, they know that it's serious business, and ho- hopefully, they've learned from like the episodes for better or for worse do change in their content from and style from episode to episode. So, hopefully, it it escalates. I mean, we saw the, the look on Big Cass. At the at the end, which was and that's I, just a whole new level of like your significant other is there and you can't do anything yeah. like you can't run out there and like be by their side. Like that's, this, this is going to be. I hope that this is a big issue in the locker room mm-hmm. because this is somebody who is on the main roster and while she hasn't had as much experience as everybody, this is this is a company representative coming down and per, underperforming uh, to to a. Uh, a degree where another performer got hurt. 
I think that this is a perfect opportunity to address something like that in uh, in their own words. It's crazy because we actually did see a similar storyline to this on Total Divas with uh, Cameron. Mm-hmm. At the time, um, I believe it was her and Paige down at NXT doing some training. And Paige said, and some of the other girls said, that they didn't want to get in the ring with her until she had more training. Yeah. Well, just to your point, I, I think that they probably will treat the concussion aspect of it like a big deal. I do not think that they will make Eva Marie a part of that story. No. Because they... Ha- they they, they want to protect her. They haven't... No, not, not necessarily that, but they haven't made... On Breaking Ground, they have not made Eva Marie like even a human. Like, they've just been like, you're She's having there. a match with Eva Marie later, and they like film her like from far away, like mm-hmm. backstage, like warming up. Like, she hasn't done a talking head. They haven't addressed who she is. Mm-hmm. They haven't given, I don't think they've given her a lower third. They haven't. Like, yet. They, they, it's just, she's a person who exists. She's not in NXT. Like, well, she's well, not might, part of Breaking yeah. Ground. She's not part of the performance. But speaking side. of that, it might be, there's a possibility that it could be a, contra- a contractual thing with E. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's yeah. like, to, to not be featured on oh, another. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, reality show. Yeah. So it's like you can be there because that's the nature of the company but you're not going to get an ITM or, or any sorts of those things. From what I know, they, they picked a handful of people to feature in this show and there were a couple extras where they had footage of them like Devin Taylor mm-hmm. um, who was added in later but for the most part they focused on like Bailey, Carmella, Tino, um Go on. Couple others. Yeah. Apollo Cruz. You yeah. know, I want them to focus on damn Hugo Knox because we see him almost every <laughs> week working people. I mean, those polka dots are hard to miss. Seriously. Yeah. And that upper body. He is a very large man. Those abs, yeah. Dem abs. <laughs> All 20 of them. <laughs> so, um, anything else you guys want to mention from this episode? Well, um, well, we had, we had teased in the beginning why, like, people thought that this was the best episode. Um, I I don't think so from from a running standpoint. I think last last week's episode was great. This was like a continuation of that because we still had Jason Jordan, we still had Baron Corbin, and while and we even we've had a tease of Carmella previously. This like we're not breaking new ground yet, and and the and which is a weird thing to say. Which is a weird thing to say. I'm I like how everything has been progressing with these people, and it's yeah. great to learn about them more. Bad scramble and all, <laughs> but uh, he would do terrible in a championship scramble. That's probably why. <laughs> um, but to to see the, these new to see relationships that we don't know about yet, like I think it would have been more like Baymel has been. This is a weird uh, reality TV. Baymel has been like a public thing for a while. So if Twitter or if they didn't Periscope or all this stuff, if they if we didn't know that, and all of a sudden it was like, oh, these guys are great friends, or if it was her and Alexa Bliss being great friends at a time when they just had a short rivalry, you know, mm-hmm. that might have been a little bit more like, oh, this is new, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. Right. Well, but the counterpoint to that is that you get stuff like, oh, I didn't know Mojo Rawley and Dana Brooke were friends. Yeah, I know, but we didn't get that on the same No, episode. no, I know, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not necessarily complaining that we didn't have a bunch of Mojo Raleigh this week. Is what I'm saying. I feel oh, like Mojo Raleigh just thinks baby. he's friends with everyone too. You know, like mm-hmm. he's like one of those guys where he's like, "Oh yeah, we're awesome. We're he great." He doesn't get friends. He stays friends. <laughs> Thanks. We'll see you at NXT at six. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Well, I thoroughly enjoyed this after show. If people want to continue the conversation mm-hmm. until next week, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Sunday Motel. You can check us out at CubeSetSeasonSBNation.com slash wrestling. Check out my weekly wrestling podcast, Ruta Radio, and uh, it's on iTunes and everywhere you find podcasts. That was really quick. I liked it. Thank You're you. You're getting great, great at these wrap-ups. I'll I'm just a talk. professional. You are. You Actually, you are a professional. Much, much more than me. Uh, you can <laughs> find me on Twitter at SoapboxMark. Uh, we're going to be doing the NXT after show uh, in just a little while. You can go to nxteam.spreadshirt.com. We actually have a new hobo design up. Uh, and I totally retooled the site, so it's a lot easier to find stuff. Uh, please visit, help us out. It's great for Christmas. We have 3X and 4X shirts now, and even 5X, because we know I know we have a couple of bigger fans that were requesting it. So there's that. Uh, Soapbox Mark doing a whole bunch of shows here. Catherine Kelly. You can find me on Twitter, at Catherine Kelly, on Instagram, at Kathy Kelly, here doing the NXT After Show. Check out Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Oh, and the Raw After Show, because it was really fun this weekend. The this Raw week. After Show. Oh, my gosh. I had so much fun. It wasn't even work. It was awesome. Um, and then uh, Feel Better Hobo. Bill, thank you so much for joining thank us. You. And thank you guys for joining us at home. We will see you next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.